everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and today we have a interview episode. I haven't done an interview in a while. Um, I'm actually going to start interviewing, try to interview some more people here. And um, what I'm trying to do is a little project. It's, um, it's not going to be every episode, but I'm going to try to make it, I guess, a priority, I guess you could say, to try to get more people on. And it's not always going to be pro players. It's going to be some grinders, some semi-pros, um, store owners. And what I'm really trying to do is get the Florida Magic community more recognition here. Because, And one of the reasons why is because I feel like Florida sometimes gets left out because of where we're located in terms of professional magic. Because we don't have all the awesome Grand Prix that the West Coast has. And while we have Star City Games here, it's few and far between that we even get an open here in Florida, except in Orlando, which we've had two this year, which has been awesome. But um, before we get into that, uh, let's do some ads. And the first one is, I'm just pulling up the copy here. You know, you'd think I'd be prepared for this stuff, but, you know, whatever. We do this. We do this shit live. So, this episode is featured on legitmtg.com. Legitmtg.com not only has some really well written articles, but also offers free shipping on all orders over two dollars or more. Ever get tired of going to other sites and just have to buy some cheap singles and shipping costs more than what you're buying? No more. Any over any order over two dollars or more has free shipping at legitmtg.com. So close to getting it done without screwing it up. Uh, next one. This week's episode is brought to you by Horizon Datasys, makers of Rollback RX. Do you ever wish you could take your PC back in time and restore to a pristine state? Rollback RX not only allows you to bring your machine back to any point in time, but it's a great way to recover from a bad driver update, viruses, or even a botched installation. Horizon Datasys doesn't tend to discount their product often as they know it's going to save you hundreds of dollars in recovering your PC. But for listeners of Magic Wazubi, they provided us an exclusive discount. Visit https colon slash slash goo dot gl slash capital d i capital b v a capital f for 25 percent off rollback rx and as usual i will be sure to tweet out that link and the magic with Zuby podcast can be found on the following itunes google play stitcher tune in radio mtgcast.com if you wish to email magic with Zuby with any questions or a deck tech email me at mtgzuby at gmail.com Magic Wazubi is also found on Facebook at facebook.com slash magicwazubi, as well as Twitter at magicwazubi. All right, so today's episode, I have brought in, brought in, because I can talk, brought on a really cool dude, John Cuvillier, or Cuvillier, as some people would say. I probably really screwed up his last name, and I'm sorry, John, if you're listening to this, but um, he's a really cool guy. Um, like I said, he's from Florida. And one one of the things I'm trying to work on is really try to bring to light more of the Florida grinders, semi-pros, pros, try to get just more recognition out there for us Floridians. Like I said, I feel like we just don't get – there's not enough tournaments around, a lot of big-name tournaments and not a lot of big names around here. And I just want to do my part in getting recognition out there for people. And that's what I'm doing And my first – one is John here. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the interview. Thanks.
take it away. All right, okay. I'm joined here by John Cuvelier. Cuvelier? Uh, Cuvelier is the normal way people say. Um, technically, like it's Cuvelier, but no one ever says that. So, no, okay. <laughs> so let's start off with introduce yourself here and who you are. Um, well, I'm John Cuvelier or Cuvelier. Um, I am. I would say like a semi-pro magic player. Um, I've had like minor successes on the PT. Um, my best finish as of late was like a top 75 finish at PTRTR, um, and that was in Seattle. Um, I just topped forward in Open in uh, Orlando, Florida, um, like two weeks ago now, I believe, two or three weeks ago. And um, yeah, I've just been playing magic since I was a kid, and that's me. <laughs> so that's awesome. I didn't know you went to the Pro Tour. Um, back in Return to Ravnica, you went? Yeah, yeah, I I um actually qualified on two separate occasions online back to back. I qualified for um, RTR and then the next PT uh, gate crash after that as well um, through two different Magic Online PTQs, one being standard and one being sealed. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so basically, I brought you on today because I'm starting a little project with my podcast. Um, as you know, we're both from Florida. Um, I'm actually up in Hernando County, and you're down in, what, Bradenton or Hillsborough? Uh, I'm in Hillsborough, yeah. I work I work in Bradenton, uh, Manatee County, and um, I live in Riverview. So Okay. Okay, yeah, and what I'm trying to do, and this is going to be a long projects, quote-unquote, um, mm-hmm. it's I, I really want to try to bring more light to, I guess, Florida Magic players. Since, you know, we're from Florida and there's plenty of game stores around here and um oh, yeah. it's um there's plenty of pros and grinders and semi pros around here as well. And I feel like maybe not all of the Floridians get enough recognition out there. So Sure, absolutely. Because yeah. a lot of it seems to be more in the in the um was it Seattle, California area and maybe in the what, Midwest or North well, of yeah, a lot of the SCG teams, they're getting the recognition, and um, most of these players who are on those SCG teams, they're just normal grinders from, you know, whatever state they're from, but yeah. they're getting the recognition because of, you know, the uh, visibility that Star City brings, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Star City does a really awesome job at that, and, um, but I just feel like Florida sometimes gets a little bit left out. Yeah, we do have an Open here. Um, what, this has been the second Orlando Open just this year, which is, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's oh. fantastic. It really is. Yeah, because I can't remember the last time they've had two opens here in a year. Um, uh, I know that had one last was, year. It was. I mean, this is predating Cedric as a as a uh, commentator. Um, they did have them back in 2011, 2012. They had you know one or two, and usually they had two a year um, back then. But nowadays, it's just a rare occurrence. Yeah, and I feel like with Florida, where we're at, there's not that many big magic tournaments that happen here. Um, we just had Grand Prix Atlanta, but and I think you attended there, didn't you? Uh, yes, I did. Um, that was uh, last weekend. I finished in the top uh, 124. Um, I finished uh, what, 10, 3, and 2. At a 124, out of how many people? Uh, there was about 1,600, 1,700, something like that. That's still not too bad, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, was, it, was, it was all right. Could have gone better, you know, but it was not bad. Yeah, I mean, I know we always want to do better, but 
geez. <laughs> I mean, 124 out of 1600. I mean, that's still nothing to brush off. That's still oh, absolutely good. not. Yeah, sure. Solid, solid showing. No doubt about it. I got a pro point out of it too, which is nice. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. How many pro points do you have? Uh, this season, um, not too many. This is only the second Grand Prix I've played in, so I think this season I only have three. Okay. Um, but I've only played in two Grand Prix, so two two Grand Prix, three points. That's that's not bad. Are you focusing more on the Star City circuit or the PPTQ Pro Tour circuit? Um, normally, um, what I've historically done is the PPTQ Pro Tour circuit. Um, I have been considering hopping and over to the SCG circuit as well. Um, with my top four finish in Orlando in the beginning of season three, it kind of gave me the option of perhaps pursuing the season three um, championship and. Um, Unfortunately, I couldn't find good enough flights uh, to make it happen. So I might wait until next year and start off, uh, you know, season one and see what I can do. But for now, it's just uh, PPTQs mostly. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. It's, um, and especially down in Hillsboro, I mean, there's plenty of stores there that always have PPTQs. It looks like every weekend, it seems like. Um, uh, oh, yeah. They, there's there's five or six shops within an hour drive, and then, you know, double that within, you know, two-hour drive, so. Oh, yeah. Um, are you attending the Star City Regionals this weekend? I am. I did. I signed up last night, actually. That's nice. I, I can't make it, unfortunately, but. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, what, it's going to be standard, right? It is, yes. Um, I, I'm talking to a lot of my buddies who are going to the PT this weekend as well, and um, it'll be interesting. I, I know there's a lot of in, some pretty powerful decks that I don't think have really been discovered yet, um, and it, actually, if you check out um, Magic Online, the, the deck list, the 5-0 deck list, there's a lot of decks that you wouldn't even know existed had, had you not just looked at it. Like, there, like if you go to Star City right now, the, the um, open that just happened there not too long ago, all there was is red vehicles, and um, yeah. that was it. And uh, there's a lot of different decks that are performing very well right now. So, What do you think is going to be the breakout deck, maybe, if you had to take a guess? If I had to take a guess, uh, I would say some form of the Graveyard Recursion with um, with the Prized Amalgam and Scrappy Scrounger. Um, either Black Red or potentially Grixis. But um, those those decks are very powerful and they're very quick. So I think that might be where we might see some innovation um, coming from the pros, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, those graveyard recursion decks are pretty crazy. I've been um I don't really play a lot on Magic Online a whole lot. I play mainly on X Mage because my budget only allows me to really play on paper. Well, not not that it only allows me. It's if if I had to choose between paper or online, I choose paper. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> absolutely. So I play a lot on X Mage, you know, you know ma mainly for testing decks, and you know, if I'm, am I going to buy this deck or buy the pieces that I need for it? And I've been seeing a lot of um, blue black recursion and um, even Grixis with, like you said, prized amalgam, and it's just, it's nasty. It's uh, what I've been testing recently is um, something that. Todd Stevens has been testing online. It's Bant Humans. Yeah. And um, that does pretty decent against it. It's um, as long as I deck in stone all the key pieces of <laughs> any of those recursion decks, they're yeah. pretty much dead in the water. Sure. But um, 
it's I've also been noticing a trend, and like I said, I don't know how it is on Magic Online, but especially on X Mage, I've been noticing a trend of like crazy Aetherworks Marvel ramp decks. Yeah, the the, the Marvel decks. That's the first deck I was actually testing. I, I've I've been testing um, with uh, a, a, a Team Energy or NRN, I guess Next Ridge Nexus. Um, yeah, the, the Star City group there. I've been testing with them a lot, and that was a. Uh, that was like the first deck I went hard on, um, trying to get that deck to work. I mean, it has some insane draws. I mean, there there is no deck in the format that can beat a turn four with the mod. I mean, I'm sorry, it doesn't exist. The yeah, problem is, is that it's just not consistent enough. You oh know, no, it's, it's not. Yeah, if, I mean, any any game where you draw Marvel, you will win, and any game you don't, you will lose. That's pretty much just how the deck works. So if you like playing a crapshoot for a deck, you know, <laughs> it's a it's certainly a way to go. Um, but it's. You know, it's possible someone might find a build that works. Um, I, I thought about playing Black or Diabolic Tutor just to find the thing, because once you cast it, you win. But it's, uh, it's a pretty sweet deck. It'll be interesting to see if any any new innovations come from it um, after the PT. Yeah, it's it was definitely a fun deck to play against where, you know, turn for Ulamog or Emrakul, and you're just like, well fuck me man <laughs> yeah i'm dead all right next game <laughs> it's um but it's like you said it's very it's not consistent and since with the deck that i'm testing out i have a lot of you know counters or artifact removal with fragmentize or appetite of the what unseen or yeah yeah it's um yeah it's and then it's just you know if they try to play it nope and that kills their key piece and or or one of the um other things that I've liked doing it's it's not one of my favorite ways but I was just testing a unsub- unsubstantiate in the sideboard for bant humans and you know countering their ulamog to make it return to their hand it's kind of dead at that point cuz I can't do anything with it right yeah yeah once any that's the one of the problems with that too is you you draw any of your big fatties and they just sit there in your hand um I, I toyed around with the idea of of making um, Emrakul castable in the deck. Um, you can definitely hit six, seven different card types pretty easily, um, pretty fast. Yeah. But the problem is there's just no ramp. There's no real way to to get it to where it's castable. You know, I mean, you can try. I tried um, playing Chandra, the six mana Chandra, um, in the deck as yeah. well for like a sweeper and a not a bad hit off of Marvel as well. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with that deck. It's it, it's a fun deck for sure, definitely. Yeah, it is. And um Yeah, so I guess what else I wanted to bring you on here for is to really try to showcase you. You know, like I said, I'm trying to really get a lot of Florida Magic players out there, and um I guess I just want to get to know you a little bit better. So, when did you start playing Magic? Um, I start, first started playing um, back in Ice Age and Mirage around that time. Um, obviously, I was a young kid then. Um, didn't really know what I was doing. And uh, I kind of got sidetracked from Pokemon. Uh, that kind of like rail, derailed me from Magic for a little while. The uh, card game or yeah, just the, the video the game? Car, the card game, yeah. I played Pokemon when I was a kid um, a lot. And then when I finally... Um, decided I was too old for that. I, I went back to Magic, and that was um, Apocalypse. That's when I really started, um, you know, buying packs at a, an accelerated rate and kind of trying to <laughs> trying to you know get get my uh, yeah. head around the game uh, better than I did when I was you know a little kid. So, 
Oh, that's cool. Um, I recently got into the Pokemon card game just for uh, because you know I have two daughters and we mm. I bought one of the dual decks. Okay. That um, just so we could play, and it's surprisingly a pretty fun game. Just to, oh yeah, for, it's for, for a casual game. It's um, and I tried look going online looking at I guess some of the world champion decks or whatever. Yeah. It's I don't fucking understand. Any, any <laughs> yeah, I mean they they're really going hard. I mean I just learned they're going really hard uh, on the um, on the competitive play for Pokemon now. I mean they just started their own pro tour. Um, they have Pokemon oh, on they have Pokemon online just like Magic online. I mean the game is very close to like a replica of what Magic is right now. And I mean there's regionals. I mean just everything is the same basically. So it's uh, I didn't know that part. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a real thing, and uh, the the funniest to me the funniest part about all of it is that the judges for Pokemon, if you were to go to a tournament, they all wear lab coats. Really, like that Professor, is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> Professor Oak, you know. So that's like <laughs> a requirement they have to do that. Yeah, yeah, that, that, any other judges, that's like their their uniform. You know, when the Magic judges are always in the black. Yeah. For Pokemon, they all get the lab coats. I think I'd rather wear a lab coat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. It's awesome. <laughs> no, one of the things that really surprised me with um, Pokemon is just looking at some of the competitive decks and just realize, holy crap, it's so cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not a really expensive uh, game to get into if you want to. Um, I, I haven't kept up too much with it. Um, I just you know kind of hear tidbits here and there and talking to some friends who kind of play it casually. It's... Uh, it's definitely a fun game to play, no doubt about it. I, I mean, I still know how to play. It's just, you know, get get my time tied up in magic and other stuff like that. So, oh yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's um, magic is pretty much my go-to card game. It was just I, I needed something different and it's something my kids can enjoy. And it's a lot easier to teach Pokemon than magic to a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, not close there. Definitely. Yeah, because I made um some. I made my own dual deck for my seven-year-old. It was just elves versus goblins. It's basically, you know, vanilla creatures and mm -hmm. some really weak burn spells and some really weak pump spells. And, you know, we'll we'll play that every once in a while, but it's just, I think she has more fun with Pokemon, though. Yeah. It, it's, it's more cool. colorful and all Yeah, that. the little animals, and yeah, it's just, it's kind of easy to see the difference there. Now, and you know what really blew my mind with the Pokemon card game is... Like the dual deck that I bought, I got the same deck online for free. Was that that because it came with like a little code you can scan in to the client oh. and they just give you all the cards? That's neat. Yeah, it's like why can't Magic have that? Because <laughs> well, they need to take all your money. So <laughs> yeah, it's like I'll, I'll happily pay for event tickets. Don't get me wrong, there. It's just the cards. It's like shit. Because I I've been really wanting to you know, up my game in magic, you know, when I do have the time mm -hmm. and, um, I've been, and I know X mage and cockatrice, that's not the greatest place to find, you know, to really practice and get, you know, the, that, those level of players that you want to practice against. Right. And, um, it's, I've been looking at, cause my go-to modern deck right now is Grixis Delver. And I've been looking at Grixis Delver prices on magic online. Yeah. It's way cheaper than it is on paper, but it's still the thought of, all right, I'm gonna have to pay like two to three hundred bucks just to get this deck on Magic Online, and I could spend that money on another standard deck or something. Yeah, on paper. it's um, that's definitely a complaint that most players have. It's the the bridge from from paper to online. A lot of people complain, you know, hey, 
it's not even real. Like I can't even redeem it if I want, you know? Um, so there is definitely a lot of negativity there. Um, but the good thing about Magic Online, in my opinion anyway, is that once you have a deck, once you spend that first inve- initial investment, you have it, you know, you're not going to get rid of it. And yeah. you can recoup your losses pretty quickly. You can definitely, within, depending on how much you want to play, you know, a month, two months, you'll have hit a profit at that point. But it's getting it off is the harder part. Like once, If you decide you're done and you want to get off, um, it's, it's a little bit harder to get off than you want it to be. But yeah, you, know, you definitely can, you know, go infinite, so to speak, just depending on how much time you want to spend into it, so... So how much do you spend in um, Magic Online? It really just depends. Um, I I would say if I'm into a format, um, I would spend probably six hours a night, uh, Monday through Friday. And then depending on what weekend schedule is, I could sit there and play for 12 hours a day. You know, um, I don't, I'm one of those people who just does not get bored at all playing Magic. I can play all day, all night. Um, See, I can do that in in person. I can play Magic in person, you know, all day, all night. It's I have a problem on the computer, I guess, because I'm so used to that social aspect of sure. you know just playing. And it doesn't matter what format. I could be playing standard all day, and I'd be fine. Um, it's I don't know, just something online. I don't see the person I'm playing against, and I guess I just have too many distractions while on the computer as well. Yeah, it just depends on the type of person you are. I mean, I, that that is definitely a thing. That, another, you know, very popular um, thing about why people don't like Magic Online is that you know you're not getting the the interaction that you would, um, you know, going to your local shop or what have you. But you do get the repetitions in a lot faster. You know, if you go to an yeah. F, if you go to an F and M, you know, you play four or five rounds in five hours, and you can play you know sixteen rounds in five hours online. So it's just, you get a lot more done. Uh, in, in the less time, but uh, it's still, you know, it's still, I would say it's still a good program. It has its kinks and not always the best, but I mean, it's the best we got and it's very helpful. It's helped me develop my, my game a lot. It's without it, I don't know where I'd be. That's good. Um, is there a particular store that you frequent a lot for F and M's or whenever you can? Um, to be honest, I haven't played an FNM in I would say at least a year and a half. Um, okay. I do enjoy them. It's just um, the time, the timing for it is pretty bad now, especially that um, I work so far away from where I live, and um, normally FNMs start before I can even get home. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, it's just you know that's how it is. You know, they start at like seven o'clock, and I get off at six, and I would you know I live or i work an hour away from where, where it is so um but i do frequent uh, the game academy up in tampa um on wednesdays normally i go up there and cube draft okay um, we have a cube league there um we just do one, one a week nice little hangout just you know have some fun and that's the one right off of fowler right it is yeah it's it's it's, it's uh fowler and i think uh 56 yeah i don't know it's something yeah 56 i think that's it yeah yeah yeah. it's um i've played at two iqs there before a modern iq and a legacy iq okay um i gotta say what what's the owner's name rob i think uh joshua martinez oh okay i don't know where i came up with rob but (laughs) yeah i don't know uh, maybe he looked maybe look like a rob or something (laughs) yeah uh yeah he's he's a he's a good player um actually he's a really cool guy too oh yeah um, he's a he's a a level one judge right now i know he's working towards level two he's qualified for the pro tour he's actually flying to the pro tour right now 
Oh shit. Um, yeah, he's he's a good guy. He's a good player. Um, he takes care of his. He takes care of everybody. He's a it's, a. it's a great shop. It really is. Yeah, no, it's um definitely a really good atmosphere there. Um, I went to a Legacy IQ there a couple months ago, and uh-huh. this is before I finished my Legacy Elves decks. But I wanted to play Legacy really bad in paper, <laughs> so sure. I built. I built a um, land grant mono green stompy deck. Okay. <laughs> and the, ambitious. Oh yeah, it it was absolutely terrible. But I just wanted to play Legacy so bad. Um, the only deck I managed to beat was Manalist Dredge with Graft Digger's Cage and Dryad Militant on you know uh, games two and three. Sure. That was my proud achievement. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that guy just went on life tilt. <laughs> uh, he, he, I mean, he wasn't mad. He was right. just like, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do anything now. <laughs> but, yeah. um, no, it, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, I, I, I enjoy that store, and I, I definitely want to go there again for any other tournaments that go on. It's um, I actually work down the street from that place. Um, I actually work right by USF. Okay. I work for a medical company doing network support. And you said you work in Manatee County? Yeah, I work in Manatee County currently, yeah. Oh, what do you do, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I work at Bank of the Ozarks. I am a um, teller supervisor and customer service rep. Oh, okay. What does that entail, really? Um, Basically, I open accounts for customers, or if they have issues, I fix them sort of thing. And, uh, you know, make sure all the tellers are in balance and order the money for the bank and make sure the the bank is in balance and the ATM is okay and you know all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. So is it a lot of math required for that or Yeah, I mean there there's some math, but I wouldn't say anything that's terribly hard. It's it's a pretty um lackadaisy job once you get to the position I'm at right now, so it's no, oh, okay. It's just uh, it, banking is like the perfect thing for magic though cuz you get the whole Monday through Friday, no weekends, you know, that like, you know, nine to five basically sort of job. So it, uh, oh, you get government days off too, don't you? Oh, sure do. Wow. <laughs> yeah. God, that makes it even better. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Plus, you know, you get all the, the benefits and everything like that. So it's, it's not a bad place to be. Um, if you, if you're into magic, that's, it's a, if you can get a job at a bank, it, the hours are very nice and very rewarding for that. Yeah, it's unfortunately, I mean, not really unfortunately, but I'm in, you know, network tech support. So <laughs> it's, I, my working hours are eight to five, but I'm usually on call once a month. So it could be, I get calls in the middle of the night and have to go in and Ooh. it, yeah, it, I mean, it ha- it's very yeah, rare it's... when it happens, but it happens sure. and um, it makes it a little bit hard to, because like I said, I would really love to up my game in magic. It's just time. I really lack time for it. And um, I only really get to play Paper Magic maybe once or twice a week. It's when I do have the time, it's I'm trying to play on X-Mage, you know, for whatever standard deck or modern deck I'm trying to test out or whatever I can, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, what I have been trying to get into, and you commented you commented on my Twitter, um, I tried to get back into StarCraft the other day. Oh, yeah. um, StarCraft 2, holy crap, man. It's a different game. It's a different <laughs> game now. It's... If you played Wings of Liberty or Heart of the Storm, you know those were kind of close to each other. But yeah, yeah the, the the new the new expansion, uh, it's just it's not even the same game anymore. Really, it's really not. It's it reminds me a lot of Brood War. It's so fast. Yeah, man. It's I play I played um 
uh, Legacy of the Void when it first came out, but I just mainly played the campaign and yeah, some yeah, co-op. Yeah, that's, that's exactly and, what I did. Yeah. And and maybe like a few games of ladder, and I was just like, all right, I'm done. And I tried to get back into it because I've been getting that, I don't know, that, that urge to play it. And um, holy crap, it's so fast now. It's I, I can't even keep up. And one, I don't know any of my timings anymore because yeah, your timings gone. <laughs> between, Wings of, between Wings of Liberty and Heart of the Swarm, the timings changed a little bit depending on what race, but they're so drastically different now that because I, I mainly play Protoss and all my timings for Protoss, like, I don't even know what to build at what now. Yeah, and yeah, that and the, the Nexus cannons and the pylons and just... Oh yeah, forget <laughs> about that. I don't even fucking understand that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, I played one game last night. I I thought I was going pretty fast. I was getting my natural built up and I was getting some units out. And then all of a sudden, the freaking opponent with a Terran comes and with like a shit ton of Marines and medevacs and tanks. I'm like, how the fuck did you build that so quick? It was only not e- not even like eight or nine minutes into the game. Uh, yeah, it's so weird. It like you know you're used to well you can if you're Zer you can build your your expansion before like the two minute mark. It's like what? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> it's like wait, what's going on here? Yeah, that. Oh man, but no, I, I've been enjoying that, but yeah. um. So out of out of all the formats of Magic, which one would you say is your favorite? Uh, I really like Team Sealed. Team Sealed is the funnest possible thing you can be doing, in my opinion. It's just the the deck building, you know, because you're when you're playing a Team Sealed, you're playing with your friends, you know. Like when you go to yeah. a, when you go to a PPTQ or an FNM or whatever, you know, you're always curious about how your friends are doing. You're like, hey, that's great if they're winning, or all oh, that sucks if they're losing, but you aren't really invested in it. And with a team seal, you know, you're really invested in making sure your your decks are the best they can be. You know, you're going through your plays as a team to make sure everything's you know as good as possible. And it's just you know you're you're spending the entire day with your buddies. It's it's a really good time. It really is. That's good. It's that that's one thing I've never done as a team sealed before. I've done um. I, I don't well no I guess it wouldn't really be a team sealed it's i've done a um two headed giant probably yeah two yeah two headed giant sealed yeah it's yeah, similar it's, but it's, it's, a, it's yeah it's a little bit similar um i mean those those tournaments are definitely fun too i, I mean I, I i'm hard pressed to find people who dislike two headed giant as a whole but i think it, that's two headed giant feels more like a casual format because it's just oh, yeah. how wacky it is but you know with team sealed you're still playing your own matches but just because you win your your match doesn't mean your team wins the match. Uh, you know, I experienced that the hard way. Um, uh, GP Nashville, like I think two years ago, maybe three years ago now, um, our team lost playing for top four when I won my match. Ooh, that <laughs> sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you you watch it, you're like, I did my part. You know, you just watch it slip away, and it's 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 a tough pill to swallow. But it, it was still you know a blast, fun time, no doubt. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so when did you decide to really make the leap into competitive play? Um, I would say it was probably, I, I grew up with a group of, you know, I, you know, I was like 14, 15, a bunch of, you know, teenagers. And, um, you know, we were all kind of pushing each other and, you know, joking around, joshing around. And we always had, we had like a, an adult in our group who's like, 22 23 and he drove us to all the um, all the tournaments that were you know around you know we make the trip up to tampa you know an hour drive or whatever and playing like a 30-man tournament and back then that was that was huge that was big 
Um, and, you know, you win one of those things and you just feel like you're the best, you're the greatest. And then you go to the next tournament and you lose. And you're like, what's happening here? <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, and so I went to my first Grand Prix uh, for Grand Prix Orlando back in, I think, 2004. Um, you know, I was like, I think I was 14 or 15 at the time. I had no buys. I'd never been to a tournament so big before. Um, you know, I only played in maybe a couple PTQs and I'd always just, you know, do terrible. And at that event, I started off eight and oh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, everyone was rooting me on, you know, and I was just like, oh, this is it. This is awesome. Like, I want to keep, I want to do this again, you know? Um, and I finished that tournament in the top 32, um, you know, I beat Ben Stark, uh, you know, when he was at his prime, um, uh, Gabe Walls, I'm not sure if any of you know who that is anymore. You know, he's an old time, uh, pro, um, okay. uh, Huey Jensen, I played him as well. I beat him. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. I mean, I just, I was beating pros left and right. And I had no idea who these people were, you know, back then, back then, <laughs> yeah. back then, you know, the internet was internet magic wise was not really a big thing. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of content or, or re- name recognition to, for anyone who doesn't, you know, frequent the Grand Prix or Pro Tour. So um, I had no idea what I was doing, but I was just beating all these pros along the way and uh, got the amateur prize back then. They had amateur prize. So it was, uh, that's what got me started really, really hard into it. You know, from there I played in, um, I, I qualified for us nationals um, two years in a row. Um, the first year I lost playing for top 32 and the second year I made day two, but I like dropped to go do some side events or something like that. But, um, it was, uh, that's kind of really pushed me, you know, going through, going through high school and, um, that was like the, the, my like out to, you know, find something else to do on my free time. And that was it. That was, um, I really enjoyed playing competitive magic and, that's just the type of person I am. I'm very competitive, you know. I mean, I, I love yeah. having fun. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not kind of that person who's kind of like, you know, gonna poke fun at somebody for doing bad. But I'm always in it to win it, you know. So. Oh yeah. And so, what keeps you going? What keeps you even today? What keeps you going to all these competitive events? You know, what keeps driving you? You know, it's it's interesting because it's just kind of like habit now. You know, I. I uh, you know, I see a tournament coming up on the schedule. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I don't even think about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to that. Like, there's no like, well, should I go? Should I go? I'm just, I'm going. That's just what it is. And um, I just, I, I don't know if it's just the natural drive or what, but it's just something that I'm always like, I have to go to this. I need to win. I have to go to this. I need to win. And, uh, you know, and also, you know, you go to tournaments, you see your friends. And, I mean, it's it's always a, a good thing to do that. And uh, But I think that's really what it is. It's all about going to events, trying to win, and and not winning makes you want to go and win the next one. And if you do win, then you're like, all right, well, I need to win the next one. So no matter what, you just want to win more. <laughs> so uh, that's it's just one of those things. I don't know. Yeah, that's, um, oh, that's good. That's respectable. <laughs> um, you know, there was something I found interesting on Twitter, and um, it's, I didn't even know that you knew this person because um, it's someone that I worked with for a long time ago. Um, do you remember someone, I guess her nickname would be the MTG mom? Megan Holland. Yep. Lived with her, actually. You lived with her? Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I want to say 2008 or 2009, somewhere around there. Um, I moved up to Tampa from Bradenton for a year. 
and I moved up and lived in a townhome with Megan Holland uh, and Kit Holland, um, her her husband, and then um, Keith McLaughlin, which you might know who that is. Um, he's a Florida player. Um, he's like top eight in Invitational, top four, couple Grand Prix. Um, okay. And so we basically just had a magic house, and we. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we know we had this like three story townhome and. We had every week, every weekend for I would say good say a good solid six months. Either we were going to a PTQ or a Grand Prix, or we had people come over and we would just play Magic all weekend long, nonstop booster drafts. Just it was shit. That's awesome. Yeah, it was definitely a very um, good experience for me as a Magic player, and a lot helped me a lot um, as far as getting better at the game. That's awesome. It's um. I met Megan, we used to work together um, when she worked at that magazine company. Yeah. And um, I, I was IT there, and I forget what department she worked in. Uh, it was, uh, I think like, advertising. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Like marketing or advertising, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And um, it's I came across her site, the mtgmom.com, and <laughs> j- j- just out of the blue, because um, you know, it, it had to have been around, let's see, I started working there in... 2008 i want to say i started working there mm-hmm. like 2007 2008 and um i just you know started to get back into magic again and i mean not not really too serious but you know wanting to compete not really compete but just go to game stores and all that yeah, just like- and i i came across her site and i'm just like wait a minute who the fuck is this is, is that is that megan what <laughs> <laughs> and I, I i remember i went up to her the next day and i'm like are you the mtg mom she's just sort of had a embarrassed look like, yeah because you know because because that that company very very professional environment and all that uh-huh. and you know it, it was not the sort of thing you would just you know bringing magic cards to work at that kind of place would just you would be looked down upon yeah and all that and um she just had this embarrassed look and i'm just like it's like oh it's that's awesome i play too and it was just it was just I don't know. It was one of those weird things. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, I haven't, I know she left and I think she moved out of state, didn't she? Yeah. Um, so her, her and uh, Kit got a job in Chicago. Um, okay. and then she kind of followed along and got a job there as well. And then, um, they actually had a kid in, uh, up there and then they moved over to, um, was it San Francisco or San Diego, somewhere in California. Um, they got some other jobs there and she was traveling back and forth from Chicago to somewhere in California for a little while. And I think right now they're, they're, they're finally settled down and that's where they live now. So is she ever going to get back into magic? <laughs> do you, do you, uh, do you talk to her on Facebook or anything? Or uh, every now and again, I mean, she comes to visit Florida, um, for her family and, um, I try to, you know, meet up with them every once in a while, but it, it's pretty hard cause her family lives, in, um, down on Marco Island which is, uh, you know, 180 exits south of me or whatever. Like, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> yeah. right next to Alligator yeah. Alley. It's like the next exit is the Alligator Alley. So it's like way down oh, yeah, there. That's so far. It's just, it's, it's hard to, to make the drive down there. Do you have lunch and then drive back, you know? So, uh, but yeah, um, I talk to her every now and again. Um, she's doing good. Let her know that I mentioned her. Yeah, um, she she wouldn't know me by my um, nickname Zuby. She'd know me for at Matthew Zubritsky. Right. And um, I mean, I, I don't even know if she'd remember me, but I just remember her. And 
it was just one of those things like holy shit i didn't (laughs) it was so unassuming because you know i i talk with her you know interact with her and just never thought you know two things of it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah definitely it's she she is a terrific person and um yeah it, it was it was it was actually a really hard hit on the magic community to see um to see them leave um both Ken and Megan. Yeah, because her um, website was like a calendar site, if I remember correctly, right? Like it had listing of all like tournaments going on, and yeah, it made, it made it so much easier. It, it listed every every event, whether it was a store SCG tournament, um, like a, it could be a Grand Prix, a PTQ. Every event in the United States was on that webpage. Holy shit! It was every event. Every wow. event. It was Damn. it was a lot of work. She worked real hard on that site. Um, I'm surprised no one because I when I look at her Twitter timeline, of course she hasn't updated it in you know three like two three years. Yeah. And um, one of the last ones she said like, "Hey, does anyone want to take this over?" And there's no no one. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. sad. I mean, she, she got she got um, messages about it, um, but the amount of work she put in, um, no one no one wanted to match that. You know, um, there was a website I believe it was called Yu Gi Oh Dad. I, it might still be a website. I haven't actually checked in a while, but it was called yugiodad.com and it was it was literally just the same thing. It was the Magic the Gathering calendar, um, and it, I, don't, I don't know if they were just like mocking the name of MTG Mom or what, but it was a Magic calendar, and it, it took it. It was probably maybe a month or two after she had stopped doing it when that site popped up. And I mean, I haven't kept track. I don't, I don't know if they're still a thing or not, but yeah, I don't know. It's, um, you know, that she did provide a really good service because when someone like myself, when I have, because I try to at least go to one PPTQ a month or when I can, when I have time, um, or, you know, an IQ if there's something nearby. And there's really no easy way to find it unless I go on Star City's website or if I follow a bunch of stores on Facebook and look at their events. It's just sort of a pain in the ass that there's no one location uh, there can... there is but it's just hard to find <laughs> it, yeah. it's on it's on magic the gathering.com but it's, oh it's terrible oh yeah the, the web that website is just such a disaster I, I don't understand how i mean we're you know the year 2016 and they have a, a a web page that's just not useful at all it's if you google you know the pptq season it'll it'll show all results for all pptq seasons in the calendars for all of those so it's like they don't delete old stuff; they just leave it all on there. It's uh, <laughs> it's a mess. Well, yeah, I don't want to get into that because that's a, <laughs> that's a whole. I, I've already thing. I, I've already had episodes ranting about Magic Online and all that. I don't need to yeah. <laughs> rant more about Wizards' lack of technology. Uh, <laughs> but um, no man, that's awesome. Uh, I'll have to check out that PPTQ website. I didn't know about that because I just use the store locator, and that's terrible. I hate it. Yeah, I'll, uh, after this is over, I'll try to forward you the link. Um, I, I actually, um, Helen Burgett um, or Burgot or whatever her name is, the, the yeah. If you follow her, she always posts the the schedule on Twitter um, when it, when the season first starts, and there's a link you just oh. click on, and you just it, all you have to do is search by state, and it shows everyone in that state. Okay, I will have to follow her then. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Oh, there's some water running in the background. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. Not... It sounds like a waterfall. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not alone here. <laughs> oh, that's all right. 
That's all right. So, um, as far as competitive magic goes, what's been one of the hardest God, things for yeah, you to right. overcome personally? Um, the hardest thing, honestly, was, I mean, I, I was talking to you earlier and you didn't know this. I got banned from magic for six months. Um, it was for what was originally ruled bribery, um, that I contested and they agreed that I did not bribe my opponent. However, they decided that I also then lied to the judge, um, and that I couldn't then contest that because they had made the ruling. So I was banned for six months. I wrote an article about it and I, the whole appeal process, um, that's on legit MTG. You can find that there. Um, I, I spent, you know, I mean, six months is a long time. It was a really big blow to me. Um, I was qualified for two RPTQs at the time. Um, you know, I was, I was making, uh, I was, I had all the buys I needed for Grand Prix for that season. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, I just, you know, I'm, I was literally sitting at home, uh, building my deck for the RPTQ and an email pops up and it's wizards. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. And I open it up and it says, you have been banned. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> uh, it was, it was a crazy experience. I mean, I won't go into all the details obviously, but in my personal opinion, they just did a terrible job. And I mean, I haven't been in so much as, as gotten a game loss in a, in a magic event uh, since I've been playing. So for yeah. them just, you know, to go out and just ban someone like that, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy, but, uh, but yeah, so anyway, it was it was a really tough for me um, not knowing, you know, where I stood in Magic after that. You know, I mean, I, I just wanted to quit. You know, I mean, like, I, I felt like injustice was served sort of thing. So, yeah. um, I, you know, I took I took a bit of a break from, because, you know, back then I was playing a ton of Magic Online. Like, I was I was in the zone. I, I felt, like, 100% in every format. I knew what I was doing, and yeah. I just took a break because, you know, I was like, well, I mean, what's the point? I can't even play. Um, so I took a break, um, you know, found some other things to keep my, uh, attention for hobbies and stuff like that and trying to come back, um, you know, maybe I think it was like month five or month six of my banning. I started, you know, playing online, but it was, it is really hard on me and it's, it's still hard on me now. Just, just, um, looking back on that and just not being able to play, you don't really know like how much you miss the game until you just not allowed to play. <laughs> it's oh yeah definitely how long ago was that it was this year uh i was banned oh this year yeah okay. was, this year i was banned on february the first and it was a six-month ban what well, so you just recently yeah. were able to play and that's, holy yeah shit. i mean that's why i was saying i only played two grand prix this year um and i this is the first time i've ever played a grand prix i mean unless ever but i would say within the last 10 years the first time within the last 10 years that I played in Grand Prix didn't have at least two buys. I only had one buy at Atlanta, and it was like the strangest thing to me. I was like, I, I can't, I don't, because I, I haven't played in like six months, so the Planeswalker points got all screwed up, and I didn't have enough yeah. for the buys. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it was it was pretty tough, um, but uh, you know, it's it's a learning experience. You know, I, I I've just learned that I just can't trust my, what my opponents say anymore. Uh, which you know, it's it's a thing of competitive magic. Some people are just out to get you, and <laughs> you kind of learn the hard way. But you know, you, you, it's, a, it's yeah. a learning experience, and you know, it's it is what it is. 
And I think you're a bigger person than I am. I, I think if that happened to me, I'd just be like, fuck magic, fuck it, fuck this, fuck that uh, shit. Yeah, but, uh, the, <laughs> they're, they're, like, the tables. first, like, the first month, that's how I felt. And, and I realized that all my anger and all that, it just, nothing was going to get solved. Like, uh, nothing yeah. was going to change. Didn't matter how angry I was or how much I vented, nothing was going to change. Like, it didn't matter who I, who I blasted at, it, it didn't matter. It just it, all I could do is just move on and just work on improving myself and and in the future knowing what to do in the, in those situations. So yeah, I guess that's all you can really do. Yeah, Shit. yeah. I mean, it's, that's just the thing. It's like if I look at it like analyzing it, just like I would just say a magic game. You know, like if I if I lose, well, why did I lose? You know, and it's, you you apply that to a lot of things in life. Like why did this happen? Well, this is why it happened. So same thing with the banning. Although you know it's. It definitely, I took it very personal, that is for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard not to take that personally, you know? Yeah, uh, it's... Uh, I mean, that's how I feel. Oh, yeah, definitely, and it was it was just, the whole circumstance was just, it, it's, it's just one of those crazy things. Uh, if I told someone, anybody in Florida that knows me that I got banned for, for six months for bribery or lying to a judge, they'd say I was, you know, I was off my rocker, but... <laughs> it's just a, I don't know. It's it's crazy how things can happen. I guess. Yeah, I mean, shit happens. Yep. I guess at the end of the day, sure thing. Um, so I remember we you briefly mentioned that before we started recording. Um, and you said you got into League of Legends at that time. Yeah. Um. I you know I I have a pretty extensive StarCraft background. Um. You know I've when it was StarCraft Brood War. Um. At the time, I was ranked third in the U.S. Um, oh shit! No, no shit. Yeah. So, so you were? I don't. Know, I didn't know you were that into StarCraft too. Yeah, I was. I was into StarCraft real hard growing up. Um, I was playing in tournaments like every weekend online, um, and uh, and so, but you know, I ended up stopped playing because I, I had made a decision of, well, I, I have to decide if I want to play StarCraft and play Magic. And yeah. I felt like I just had a little, I, like, when you look at StarCraft, that game is just dominated by Koreans. So I just... Well, it's not only that, you have a longer lifespan in Magic compared to StarCraft. Exactly, yeah. So I just, I put all things together. It's like, I, I like playing StarCraft, but at the end of the day, like, Magic is just where I should be. So, but with all that said, you know, I had all experience with StarCraft. And then um, the expansion StarCraft 2 finally came out, and I got into that for a while. But then, like like you, I just got tired of playing it, or whatever the case may be, just stopped playing. And yeah, Heart of the Swarm kind of killed it for me. Yes, when it when it was um, because at that time I switched to Zerg when Heart of the Swarm came out because I was Protoss for a long uh-huh. time in Wings of Liberty. Switched to Zerg and the whole what was it, Lurkers and uh, not Lurkers, um, but uh. The swarm, fuck, what are they called? Uh, the, the, the brood, or was it the the flying guys that shoot out the broodlings? Or no, no, those no, are... no, 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 those are brood lords. Yeah. The ones that burrow and send off the guys. Um, not lurkers. What the fuck are they called? Um, <laughs> I, I, I was talking about. I'm blamed so long before the unit names are. <laughs> but 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 they were the new unit that came out in Heart of the Swarm. Swarm host. You know you, swarm host. Yes, yeah. that and when Zerg became swarm host turtle yeah. that's when it really killed it for me sure. i was just like yeah, that, you know, that every was game weird. yeah they were just trying to starve your opponent out every game yeah i mean like that was one of the best strategies to do as zerg and i was like all right <laughs> games went from 
being, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes long in Wings of Liberty to sometimes 30, 45 minute games. Easily. Part of this yeah, hour and a half. Yeah, and <laughs> I was, I was getting just so tired of playing and also watching yeah. too. Yeah. The, Cause I was really into the pro scene. Um, I was really into Starcraft one as a kid growing up and, um, it was actually my first blizzard game and I had no idea that there was, um, a huge Starcraft scene outside of the U S. Um, I when in 2005, I went to South Korea for a um, martial arts tournament and holy <laughs> surprise. <laughs> yeah. Th- there were two TV channels dedicated to Starcraft oh, yeah, it's, at that it's time. It's the Bible over there. It really is. And dude, there, I would be walking in Seoul and see giant Starcraft posters just on the side of, you know, skyscrapers. Uh, it's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> that you don't see this shit in America. No, you sure don't. Um, but yes. <laughs> I mean, so, um, that, what, that's really what, uh, got me into League of Legends is that it, it's, it feels, I mean, it, it is obviously a different game, but it, it kind of reminds oh, yeah. me of like maybe Warcraft three where like, you know, Warcraft yes, three is, yes. is like a mix between a champion game and like a strategy game or whatever. And, um, mm-hmm. I, I liked Warcraft three enough. That I was like, you know what? I'll play League of Legends. I'll give it a shot. And, uh, I play with some friends and I, it's just grown on me to be honest. You know, um, I mean, I just started playing like I said, not that long ago. Um, you know, I'm pretty high considering, you know, I only play like three or four hours a day sometimes. Um, yeah. you know, I'm like in um, platinum right now. So, uh. Oh, shit, you got way higher than I ever did. I, I started I started that game up, oh, got what, 2012, 2013, I think, when it was like season two or season three. I, I don't even know what season they're on right now. Yeah, I have no idea. I, um, <laughs> I know so little about the game right now. I still don't even know what season, I'm, what season I'm on. I know the season's about to end. I couldn't tell you what season they're on, though. <laughs> well, I know I know they completely revamped all the graphics in the game now. Yeah, oh yeah, it's um, it's it looks nice. Um, it looks way different than what I was used to, right. and um, I, I I enjoyed the game for about a good year, but then it, it's once again it's just games started taking too long, and it's um what I get my Dota fix now is with Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, you know because it's it's a quick pick me up game. I can play you know maybe two games in an hour and be like, boom, I'm done, I'm good. Yeah, I, I've played that like once or twice, and that is actually the game I was going to gravitate towards when I ha- when I was deciding what game to play while I was playing Magic. And uh, yeah. but I I was just looking online, and I had no friends who played the game, but all my friends played League of Legends or um, or what is it, um, the other Dota game, Dota Two. Yeah, yeah. So they were all playing those. So I was just kind of like, well, I guess I'll play League of Legends. Like I just picked one, <laughs> and that's just uh. But I've been playing a lot. I mean, even even today, before I, when I was on this podcast here, or, um, that's what I was doing for about an hour or so. And yeah, no, it's a fun game. I mean, I I enjoyed it for what it was. It's just I don't know. You, you just start to move off, move away from certain games. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just kind of get dull with it. And um, outside of outside of that, um, I I was I grew up playing hockey. Um, that was like my physical activity sort of thing. I enjoyed doing. Um, my my dad played in the Canadian Hockey League. Um, oh, that's yeah. Cool. When, when we used to live in Canada, um, and so I just kind of you know he he was always obviously big into hockey, and so I just kind of followed suit and played a lot. I played for my high school when I was down when you know when I was in high school, and I played in tournaments um, stuff like that, but. 
Um, I just stopped playing, I want to say about a, a year ago. From I got an injury. Um, I, I'm really not sure what happened. I just kind of woke up morning and couldn't move my neck. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I just couldn't move my neck anymore. So I had a, a bulging disc in my back. Oh, um, yeah. So I just like I'm fine as far as you know, just being able to like you know live my days or whatever. But the doctor just said you just you can't play any physical sports anymore because you get a wrong hit, you'll just be paralyzed. And I'm like, oh. Oh yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I'm not a fan of being paralyzed, so I'm just not going to play hockey anymore. <laughs> Which, you know, that that, yeah. that was also tough because that happened right around the time I was also banned as well. So it just kind of got like a double whammy of just kind of everything was just kind of falling apart. So that was that was a rough little spot, but you know, I got through it fine. So can you work out at least or anything? Go to the gym or anything with that? Yeah, or? yeah. I mean, I, I definitely can. Um, it's just instead of lifting what I would used to be able to lift, I just have to tone it down a lot. You know, like if I, if I, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, if I want to just lift, you know, like just say I wanted to like bench press like, you know, a hundred pounds, let's just, let's just use that different number. Like maybe now I only bench press like 50. Cause like, I just can't like the, the motion of, of pushing my arms up and then back down. Like my neck is just like always in pain. So doing like sit ups, oh, sit ups is rough. Yeah. It's, it's something I'm, I'm considering doing uh, some laser surgery or whatever to see if I can get it fixed. Because yeah. the, the surgeon said when I got checked out, they said, you know, hey, it's this is not something you're going to want to take a normal surgery for. It's just not worth it. Um, I was like, oh, okay, I guess. And I didn't really think much of it. But, you know, after living with it for, you know, about a year or so, it's it doesn't get any better. So, uh, yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, I, I know someone who had a bad shoulder injury, and he he was a, I, I guess a power lifter. Okay. I guess to say, and as soon as he hurt his shoulder, it was just all downhill from mm-hmm. there. Like every time he tries to go work out now, I mean, it's it, it. He had surgery, got it fixed, and all that, but every time he goes to work out now, you know, he'll last about a good two, three weeks, and then just have to stop. Yeah. Because it, he'll start to feel you know that pain again, and he's just way too afraid to, you know re-aggravate it yeah absolutely yeah. you know i mean i've definitely am guilty of of playing you know one or two pick pickup games here and there <laughs> <laughs> just you know uh, i'm a goalie so like the odds of me getting you know like injured or like you know someone running into me isn't very high but it does happen you know and and if it happens you know <laughs> you know you don't you don't want it to so uh it's just this is one of the things where you know you love the game so much you, you try to play every now and again but can uh can't do it as a hobby anymore unfortunately no i know what you mean um it's i i was into weightlifting um i started actually weightlifting last year and just this year i've had to really take a step back and eat slow down i like i haven't weightlifted in probably a couple months now mm-hmm. it's um i've had to stop because i i was diagnosed with carpal tunnel syndrome in my right hand and i don't know if you've ever I, I don't know if you are exper- or familiar with that pain, but trying oh, yeah. to, it's, um, oh yeah. Cause you play Starcraft and Le- 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I'm probably unofficially just, diagnosed. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, my doc, my doctor diagnosed me back in April. I think it was April, April or May. And, um, you know, I, I tried wearing braces and, you know, gloves and all that. And it's just even, all right, just picture this curling a 10 pound dumbbell 
is excruciating pain for my right hand. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, that's, no, that's no weight at all. Right. And it's just, it hurts way too much. It's, um, there's no way to live. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it really sucks because it sort of really takes the motivation out of you where, you know, you want to go and work out and then it's like, well, how much pain can I deal with? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> was that a cat? That was a cat. I have cats. <laughs> they don't like each other sometimes. I don't know. Oh, no, that's all right. I've got two cats and a dog, so I know all about that. <laughs> but, um, oh, man. How many cats do you have? Uh, I have two cats. Um, one cat is called Baby Kitty. And the other cat is called Fat Cat. Fat Cat, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, and I think Baby Kitty is called Baby Kitty, mostly because it's just so much smaller than Fat Cat. <laughs> if, if nothing yeah. else. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like cats. They're, they're fun. They, they're, these, these two I have, they're very strange. They, uh, they like, play fetch, like dogs. I, my, um, my youngest cat does that. Um, my, my oldest cat, she could give two shits less. Like, like, oh, you're throwing a ball? All right, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you, just, but, um... <laughs> but, um... Yeah, my youngest cat plays fetch, and she'll she'll just do that... She'll do that for hours with you. Oh, yeah? No, but, um... That's cool. Yeah. So, um... Let me see what else... So, besides getting banned, when you were really trying... E- even now... What are some of the hard things that you try to overcome when in competitive magic? Is there, I don't know, maybe knowing when to mulligan or knowing or knowing what deck to take to a tournament? Or? Um, I, I would say the hardest thing for me is just the frustrations of mulliganing. <laughs> uh, you know, you get in those situations where it, it can be hard to know when, like the. I've learned that the only thing you can control in a game of Magic is your mulligan decision. That's the only thing you actually can control. And I do find it very hard after you get the first mulligan to just get another bad hand. And you're like, if I just get this one thing, I'll be fine. I should just keep it. And you get that, you get that thought yeah. in your head and you just, you have to shut that down. You know, know when it's, when it's correct to mulligan and know when it's not and don't hesitate, you know, you see a hand, and that, you see a hand, and you're just you look at it, and you just you're just thinking about it. You're like, well, should I keep it? Just at mulligan. Just don't don't even. If, if you have to think about it, then odds are like ninety nine percent of the time you should just be mulliganing that hand. That is you you really hit the nail on the head uh, that I that my I myself think of, and I'm sure a lot of Magic players think of where you know you go down to six or five, and you're just like, if I just draw this one land or this one card, you know, it'll work. Yeah. And it's just it's so hard to go through with that because you don't want to go down to five, yeah. you don't want to go down to yeah, four absolutely. Cards. No, but nobody ever does. But yeah, no one it's, does. It's still the correct play. I mean, if it's still the correct thing to do, then do it. You know, I mean especially in older formats, you know, modern and, and legacy, you can, you can go down to five cards, you can go down to four cards and you still win on turn three. Like, <laughs> yep. it, it, you know, it's just, but people are, are just, they're scared. They don't want to do that. They'd rather, they see what they have right now. And they're like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep it and I'll just hopefully draw land and they'll be fine. And then they don't. And then they just blame the magic gods for being unlucky. And that's, and all they had yeah. to do was just mulligan. That's all they had to do. So, you know, it, it is frustrating, obviously, when you get those games where you mulligan to three before you find your first land, and 
but there's nothing you do about that there. But you, you, the fact that you went to three means that you care enough to try, you know, care enough to mulligan, to see the next hand and see, you know, maybe you'll get a better hand this time. So, I, I definitely yeah, struggle with that the most, I think. Yeah, and that's something I still struggle with, that we have no control over what we draw. <laughs> you know, I mean, we shuffle our decks the best we can to make sure there's enough, you know, random distribution of the cards, and you could still have ten draws and they all be lands. Uh, and that's so frustrating. But nothing makes me more upset <laughs> when I'm playing a game of Magic and I'm like a turn away from winning, and then I'm like, I draw a land. I'm like, all right, it's okay, I'm still winning. Like, all right, that's fine. Next draw step is another land. I'm like, okay, all right, well, all right. If I just don't draw, like, you know, another land next turn, I'll still win the game next turn. And I draw another land. I'm like, all right, well, it's okay. They've stabilized, but I'm not like behind or anything, so it's okay. And then you just draw another. I land. just need to draw. And then I just need to draw a lightning and bolt. Then and then another land. And just, uh, <laughs> those situations where you draw eight or nine straight lands, and you just watch a game slip away, where you're just like one turn away from winning. It's those. Those are definitely tough to swallow. <laughs> And we've yeah, uh, we all been there, obviously. So it's... Oh, yeah. It's um, it's definitely... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of the most frustrating things with Magic. Um, do you have a favorite Magic card or anything? Uh, there's a couple that are close to my heart. Uh, I, I think growing up, the, the card that I loved the most was Psychotog. Um, I just love that deck. Um when it was in standard and even when uh, modern or yeah, modern was a format um, playing Psychotog was just being able to cast upheaval, return all the permanence to their hand, play one creature and then just know they're dead next turn. It was just, it was, uh, it was fun. And, and the math that that card has a lot of math involved in it. And um, it really rewarded you for, for knowing how, how to count quickly and put your opponent under pressure and knowing when to, when to use his abilities, when not to use his abilities. It's just a very unique card. And um, it's, it's, it's sad for me to see it not be played in any format anymore because I love that card. Uh, and besides that, I would say maybe uh, Arcbound Ravager. Um, that's affinity is what I, I've been known for forever. Um, my first Grand Prix, that, that Grand Prix Orlando back in 04 or whatever, um, that I played affinity in that tournament. Uh, my own little brew, but, you know, it was Affinity, and um, I've just been playing the deck, you know, pretty much any opportunity I get ever since, whenever it made sense to play it. Um, and at, at the Open, you know, was it, two or three weeks ago, I, that's what I played. Um, played Affinity, and I did very well. And I lost in the top four, but I know the deck inside and out. I'm comfortable with it, and that's the thing you need to do in Modern, is play the deck you're most comfortable with. Yeah, that that's one thing I've noticed playing it over and over and over again. Really understand it inside and mm -hmm. out. I mean, you could say the same for standard too, but standard. Yeah, yeah. The problem with standard is that the 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 format changes so quickly with new sets yeah. coming out in in uh, in formats like modern and legacy that it doesn't really change much. You know, there might be like a a deck that's more popular one week and then the other, but all the decks still exist. They're, they don't just all of a sudden disappear. Whereas in standard, you know, if, if you're the master of collective company, you're not anymore. Sorry, it's gone. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much. Um, I guess it sidetracks it a little bit, but I thought I saw a tweet on Twitter 
a tweet on Twitter um, <laughs> saying from Emma Handy that you're – she's saying super stoked to have Team Nexus working with you, Jadine, Josh Martinez, and Tom Maney for SCG Indie. Are you joining some late little testing team with them, or? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not officially on the team or anything like that. Um, but oh, okay. but I'm. Um, I'm working with them um, because a lot of the group is a, is a Florida group, and um, they they respect my expertise in deck building and in play and competitive play, um, and testing. You know, I, I mean, I've like I said, I played on multiple pro tours now. I, play, I think I played on seven or eight of them now. Um, so I have, I have a lot of experience to offer, and um, so they come to me for that sort of thing to help out. Um, and, you know, like I said, Joshua Martinez, that's the guy that um, owns the Game Academy. He's, he's heading out there as well. So he has a vested interest in it because, um, you know, the pro tour is standard. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm just helping them out, um, you know, which helps me out. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I had um, Emma and Jadine on the podcast before, too, okay. and um, they were both really cool to chat with. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And um, oh yeah, Emma and I, we just, geez, <laughs> we just wouldn't shut up with each other. <laughs> we just kept talking and talking. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, nothing bad or sure. anything. It was just all really good stuff. Gotcha. But, um, all right, so I've got some off-topic questions, and this is... Um, I, I you don't you don't have to answer them or anything, but um, just because it's election season and I know probably everybody hates talking about this, but how, how what are your thoughts on the election? Uh, that it's a joke. <laughs> yes, yes, it's, it's, best answer. It's an actual just it's a sick joke, is what it is. It really is. I, I don't I don't even know anymore. Like I, I mean personally, if I'm if I'm voting for somebody, it's it's Hillary only because she is an actual politician and that's something that she's been doing her entire life. Um, yeah. Trump has no idea. I've Trump has that. no idea what he's doing. Um, oh, and I've heard that argument a lot and I, I agree with it. I personally don't like Hillary. Oh yeah. I hate her too. But, um, I, <laughs> but I, I, I understand when people say they're going to vote for her because of what Donald Trump does. I completely understand what, what I find funny. And um, I've told this to some of my close friends too, that, um, when the whole primaries was happening, um, especially like last summer or or last September or October or whatever, when they were doing like the primary debates with when they had 14 different Republicans at the time, um, I liked Trump because of how different he was. And I had and I had no inclination that he I thought he was going to, you know, be not even going to last that long. What started getting me worried was when it got down to Trump. Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio when it was just those three. And I'm just like, Oh shit. Um, (laughs) um, This could, and I just found, I just found Trump funny because he was just, I don't, I don't agree with what he, a a lot of the stuff he was saying. So I'm not, so I'm not saying like, I agree with like his stances. I found him funny that like, he's actually saying this stuff. (laughs) Oh yeah. He's, he's turning into entertainment. And a mockery, yeah, it's and, just... and, and it's uh, it, it's it's breathing of I don't want to say fresh air, but it's you know it's definitely doing something to uh, an area where it's it's very you know um, it's very serious, and he's just there cracking jokes and you know poking fun at people, and and for whatever reason, America loves that. So, oh yeah, and but when he became the nominee, that's when I was just like, oh shit. 
Well, and then I was thinking maybe Trump will change, you know, maybe. And then, of course, the first debate happens, and yeah, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> and, um, oh, God, it's, I don't know, it's tough because as I've gotten older, I've started to have a little bit more conservative viewpoints mm. just as I get older because I used to be, like, hardcore Democrat when I was younger and all that, yada, yada, sure. you know, all the whole 10 yards and all that. But, um, and it's just, I, I just see what Trump is doing to the party and I'm just like, oh my God, oh, he, he's going to destroy it. He's destroying it. And even if he were to get elected, he's going to be the most dud president ever. Yeah. He's not going to be able to get anything it's, done. Yeah, it's a scary, it really is a scary thought. I mean, I mean, he is the president. If he is, you know, he has some power. He doesn't have overwhelming power. Luckily, you know, a lot of things have to go through Congress and stuff like that, but it's, yeah. it's still a scary thought for for that man to be a president. You know, it really is. Though <laughs> 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 so I do got to admit, during the second debate when he said he put Hillary in jail, I, my wife and I were both laughing our asses off, just just laughing at the fact, like, who the fuck says that? <laughs> uh, you, you saw that little clip, right? Oh, yeah, right? no, I did. Uh, you know, I, I didn't watch the debate live. I'm, I think that was happening. When, when was that? Was that on? Uh... It, it was th- just this past yeah, Sunday. It was, yeah, it was during the Grand Prix, so I, I wasn't able to watch it or anything like that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's but, right. But that's yeah, right. but I, but I heard you know I, I got some little clip notes and stuff like that. I was, just, I was looking on Facebook. Everyone just like I can't watch this anymore. This is a complete joke. And I'm just like, oh boy, yeah, it's uh, it's something else. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny because I've been following politics. Um, I mean, the first election I voted in was bush and Kerry, but i but i even follow politics um even even before i could vote with um gore and bush and this has been the first time that i can ever remember an an election being anything like this where i mean i I even look at when obama was first running and it was obama and hillary going at each other it was so tame compared to what it is now the way trump and hillary go at each other yeah but i think i think that has a lot to do with the person Trump is not necessarily like the person is, I guess more like what his expertise is, uh, you know, like he's, he's yeah. on all these reality shows and, you know, he's gone on like WWE and like done all these wrestling stuff. And, you know, he's just, he's all about the drama, you know, he has the pageant thing. I don't know what the deal with that was, <laughs> but you know, he just has so many different um, television things, you know, he's, he's used to that and riling up crowds and, and people get behind him, you know. People like that sort of thing sometimes. So, yeah, he's a, diff- he's a different um, type of person. That's all. That's all it is. And, and people sometimes that's the excuse they want different, and different isn't always good. <laughs> yeah, we definitely got different this year for um, the elections. I mean, it, I guess when you look at TV ratings wise, this has got to be one of the most highest rated you know, elections for the whole season. I mean, do you, would people have cared as much if it was, you know, Hillary versus Ted Cruz or something? I mean, it, th- there, it'd still be really important, but I don't, I don't think it'd be oh, as yeah, popular it, as it is right not. now. Yeah, no, it would just be another election. Like no, no, like most people yeah. wouldn't care, but <laughs> yeah, this is a, uh, this is something special. Not in a good way. I don't think, but yeah. no, it, it's getting to a point where it's getting a little scary. Cause oh man, cause, I, I truly believe Hillary's going to win. Oh, yeah, right? me too. But 
there's always that but, but. you know what if somehow <laughs> trump wins and it's just oh my god what did what did we as a nation do everyone's moving to canada that's what's gonna happen wow fuck that. <laughs> too cold <laughs> I, I I know you're from yeah, there, but damn, it is, it's too it is, cold. It is I, awful cold. I, I I've been born and raised in Florida, and I went up. I've only seen snow once. I went to Maine during winter one time, and holy shit! Yeah, you know, because you know, obviously, I was I was born there, but I didn't stay there very long. You know, I moved down when I was a kid, like four or five or whatever. Um, and yeah. I I went back during the summers on spring breaks so, when you know I was a teenager, but never really again to see snow until actually not that long ago pro tour montreal at a gate crash was the first time i had been to canada and you know like i would say like eight years or something like that and the first time i had seen snow in over 20 um it's cold (laughs) i forgot how cold it was (laughs) and i don't understand how anyone can live in snow i mean I wouldn't want to drive in snow every day. You know, so honestly, much. if it wasn't for driving in the snow or shoveling the snow, I wouldn't care. I, I, I like after experiencing it again, like, and just me as a general person, I'm always hot, so I enjoy the cold. But, but yeah, I couldn't imagine having to drive in it. That just sounds like a nightmare. I just I, I, like people drive bad enough in Florida already. Like, adds oh adds God. snow to the yeah. equation, and then all the snowbirds going back to where they came from, and it's uh, yikes. Oh, dude, it's, well, I mean, you know what it's like to drive in Tampa. Oh, yeah. It's and every year it gets worse. It's just I don't even know what they're doing anymore. <laughs> it because I drive down um uh, US forty one every day for work, and it's just worse and worse every year. It's like I, I love it during the summertime because you know no school and everything, and I can get to work in like forty minutes. And but now it takes me over an hour to get to work, and it's just. God, all I do is just listen to podcasts. Yeah, anyway, that's so. all I do is um, I listen to podcasts, and um, every once in a while I listen to music. But yeah, my my normal commute is me listening to either a magic podcast or like a science podcast or you know some sort of podcast. You know, um, you know what sort of po- or what podcast you do you enjoy? Um, recently, I've been. I've been doing a lot of um, limited resources and constructed resources um, with uh, oh, LSD okay. and, um, and Owen and uh, Efro. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously Marshall is there too. Marshall Sutcliffe does it as well, but I don't yeah. really take what he says seriously because he just he doesn't have experience in any. I don't think he's played in a single pro tour. So, um, you know, I, I do value what he does for the podcast because he just. You know, when LSV or, or Efro give an answer or an opinion on something, he digs in a little bit deeper and kind of you know makes them speak a little bit more and find out you know what's really driving those decisions on why they like or dislike a card. And I think that's very important. And um, but yeah, those those podcasts are fantastic, especially when a format is is young, uh, learning you know what their thoughts on new cards are. I think it's always an exciting time. Oh yeah, definitely. I enjoy those. Um, I think I like constructed resources better because I in, I play more constructed than I do limited. Sure. Um, I love limited, but for me, I, I don't know. I have a hard time listening to someone talk about limited, uh, where because you know because you every call time yourself you draft a Florida a deck, player. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, man, yeah, it's um, it, it's just a little bit hard for me to listen because. 
I don't know. Like I said, I I like limited. I really enjoy it. If I if I had a chance to play it more, I would. It's just my the LGS I go to right now. They they want to do draft right after F and M ends, and I'm just like, guys, it's midnight or one o'clock. I can't I can't do draft. <laughs> I'm ex- I'm dead. I'm dying. Yeah. Right see, now. I'm the other way around. I lo- I love limited like to the core, and I, I'm not really big on constructed. Um, I I feel like I thrive in both, but just which one I enjoy more. I definitely like limited more. Um, you know, at the was it the last pre-release event? Um, I did the midnight. I did like the five a.m. I did the I did Holy the crap. two uh, the two p.m. I didn't go to sleep. I just like had breakfast and then like played a couple games of league and then went back. Played the two o'clock, played the eight o'clock, and then I went home. Wait, this is Kaladesh? Yeah. How are you still living? Like, I, <laughs> I did, I did, like, dude, I did I, all that stuff. Uh, did the no sleep special? Lost once, like just won every other match. Like, it's uh, dude, holy shit, I can't do yeah. that. The la- <laughs> the last midnight pre-release I did that I stayed for the whole thing. I think it was Cons of Tarkir, and it took me about a week to get readjusted again <laughs> yeah it just depends on the person you know um i remember when there was the uh the, the regional pre-releases and instead of going to the lgs you it was just the one big pre-release in orlando and those things where they had i don't know if you ever experienced those or not uh they're so much better than what the lgs's have it, like i i like so how these things operated was they'd have the midnight release, and they were called flights, where they were just 32-man sealed events. That as soon as 32 people filled that um, tournament, the tournament launched, and then the next one would launch as soon as 30 people joined. And, oh shit! And they, it started at midnight, and it it didn't stop. It just went all the way through the next day into Saturday, and then a Saturday at 2 p.m. drafts started. That's right, drafts at a pre-release. 2 p.m. 2 huh. p.m. You start doing booster drafts, and the draft started then, and then they went all the way through the weekend. On Sunday, they had the Mega Flight, which was um, the same, you know, same entry fee or whatever. And uh, but yeah. the payout was, you know, first place got a case. Oh, yeah. Shit. So you're walking away with everything from the new set if you win, you know. And um, and then on top of that, the normal payouts for these these sealed events, you know, they were like thirty bucks to enter or whatever. But if you 4-0 or 5-0, I forget what it was back then, you know, you got a box. You just The payout was just insane. Like, yeah, it was Damn. it was fantastic. Um, I, I wish more than anything, if Magic could change one thing, it would be go back to those pre-releases. They, they were just, you know, you see everyone from the state would go, so you're seeing all your friends from all the different places in, in the state. You know, you should yeah. hang out with your buddies, play new format, um, you know, there were vendors, it was just a big thing, and uh, you, you just don't get that anymore. It's it's unfortunate. Yeah, I'm sorry that I missed out <laughs> yeah. on that stuff. That sounds a uh, lot they, of fun. They were they were spectacular. <laughs> uh, some crazy stories from those things for sure. Oh wow. Um, you know, if you like Magic Podcast, um, this one that I'll mention here, it's not super serious. It's not it's not um like professional level i guess commentary uh-huh. i guess yeah, you sure. would say it, it you know not like constructed resources or limited resources or even um top level podcasts but um i don't know if you've heard of if lands could kill i am not um it's more of a comedy magic podcast okay. 
I, I definitely implore you guys to check them out. They are freaking hilarious. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I mean, they, they're just, they, they just make me bust out laughing every single time. They're, it's a group of guys that get together. I think they're over in, um, California and, um, they're just, they're just hilarious. They're, they are, the episodes are a little bit longer. They're, they can be anywhere from two to three hours. Oh, I mean, that's, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> I, I have a long yeah. drive to work every day, so I don't mind knocking out some, uh, some, uh, podcasts. So I, uh... oh, yeah, I listen to, um, Joe Rogan sometimes whenever he has a good guest and he always has three hour podcasts. Yeah. So. I, I've, I've been told about that and I, I have it on my podcast list, but I, I tried to listen to a couple of them and I didn't know how the people he was talking to were. So I'm just kind of like, well, this doesn't really seem very exciting. I, uh, yeah, it, it it depends on who they are. Like, if you're in the comedy scene, like with comedians, I love it when he has other comedians on. Um, I'm not too much into the MMA fighters he gets on because they're sort of, I mean, not that they're boring. They're, it just doesn't interest yeah. me. And um, but I really like it when he gets um, I don't know, some random scientist or biologist on, and they talk about some crazy <laughs> shit, and you're just like, what the fuck? It just makes you feel really dumb. Oh yeah, yeah, I, uh... <laughs> Like my favorite uh, podcast right now is Star Talk Radio. Um, that's the deal. Oh, with the yeah, I, I, I literally yeah. listened to every single one of those podcasts, uh, and I just started listening to it this year. But I went back and listened to all of them. Um, though that's really great. I love that sort of stuff. And um, uh, Fred, uh, I, I like I like his podcast. The only complaint I have with this podcast it's it's pretty. I guess it's pretty small complaint is um, it's whenever they. It's they'll start talking about something really, really interesting, and then they have the comedy relief guy just cut oh, it yeah. and try to make everybody. And I'm just like, you know, I was trying to learn something here, and you just <laughs> yeah, like, well, it's not bad if they nail the joke, but sometimes it's not funny. Oh, you're yeah. just like, wait, what? Like, and then and then they're like yeah. fake laughing because like they don't know what to do. So, uh, but yeah, so I, I love. And that. then sometimes they won't talk. Yeah, sometimes they won't talk about what they were talking yeah. about after they do. Um, that, so, so yeah, I'm big on that. And then the other podcast I listen to uh, a lot is. C- Serial. Uh, oh, I listened to um the first season yeah. of that. I still haven't listened to. See, um, yeah, if you if you like season, season one, two. season two is awesome. Um, I'm I'm like checking it all the time. Like, when is season three going to start? Because it's it was one of the best things I've ever listened to on podcast. So. Oh yeah, it was really good. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, the other, I don't know if you're into history or not. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, let me see. There's, I, I have the, um, what is it? Um, is it Freakonomics? Is that what it is? No, um, D- Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, Have you listened to him? I, I recommended to listen to that, but I haven't done it yet. Um, oh, this, man. Uh, um, I think the episodes are behind a paywall right now, but I, depending on how much they are, they're worth a listen to when he goes on about... Uh, talking about the Genghis Khan's regime and all that back in the day. Holy shit. Um, I learned so much shit about the Mongols when he talked about it. It's, it's insane. It, it, he, I mean, not, not to try to, uh, I mean, I know this may sound the wrong way, but he, he made Hitler seem like nobody for what Genghis Khan did. Right. Like to all the people he did, it was just, it was insanity. Um, not not trying to downplay what well, obviously did yeah, or that's anything, nothing to but, do with that but yeah but it's just um oh man and then um he also had a really good world war one podcast as well if if you like history definitely check that okay. one out and radio lab yeah yeah i have radio lab too 
Yeah, that's that's similar to Serial, right? It's like the it's I think it's from the same producers. Yeah, it's um, it's no, I think you're thinking of this, oh, this American, American Life. Life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one's really good. Radio Lab, they just um, it's more like a almost kind of like a radio show in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I I know I guess that is the best way to describe it because they're very um, their shows are very technical, I guess in a sense um uh what's another good one um oh here's another good one that i don't know if you're into anything like paranormal or conspiracy theory or anything like that but stuff they don't want you to know is another good one that sounds interesting i mean they they <laughs> the one thing i like with these guys is they always come at everything with an open mind they don't say oh yeah aliens are real and all that stuff it's you know, they just talk about events that have happened and be like, so what really happened? And, you know, they'll investigate, you know, whatever the event they're talking about. Okay. Yeah, man. But um, I'm trying to think of anything else to ask you. Um, I think that's about it. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about or anything you want to plug or anything like that? Um... No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, obviously, um, you guys can find me on Legit MTG. I write articles there pretty much every week. Um, yeah, I'm sure you'll see me at other Grand Prix later this year. Um, I'll be going to the Invitational um, since I'm qualified now. So um, that, the one in Atlanta, I think it's like the first week of December, and you know, I'll be I'll be grinding like everybody else, I suppose. All right, that's awesome. Um... I'm actually heading to a. Are you still doing any of the PPT? Oh games? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I try to hit. I try to hit up every one that's within you know, two hour radius generally. Um, there's one over in was it shortstop games? Shortstops, yeah. Or, um, the on the 29th, I may be heading to that one over there. Are you going to be checking that one? Out? Uh, it depends. I mean, like if there is if there's none going on besides that one, yes. Also, assuming I'm not going anywhere that weekend, because I think. I believe that weekend there's a, either a Grand Prix or an Open that I could go to as well. It's like, it's like one of those oh, okay. things where either I'm going to go to a Grand Prix, an Open, or if there's a PPTQ, I'll go to that. So it's just kind of like one of those yeah. three things. Um, and for PPTQs, I just kind of go to whichever one is closest unless the format's different. Like if I see a sealed format one, I'll, I'll hop right on it because I just love limited <laughs> so much. But if, yeah. if there's... if which, which this is generally the case at PPTQs. They're just all standard, or you know, or all modern. There, there's the, the option is there to do sealed, but stores don't make a profit, so they just don't do it. So, um, assuming it's it's constructed, um, you know, and it, it's close enough, I'll go to it absolutely. Um, the only way that I'll change for short stops is if I find you know, like maybe. The game academy might have one, and they're only you know twenty minutes away, where shortstops is an hour away. So it's just yeah. it's all about you know yeah, no. whichever is closest to me, I'll go to. But they they run they run a good uh, good shop over there. I don't know if you've ever been there or not, but it's it's a great place. Yeah, I went there for a standard PPTQ a couple months ago, and it was I, I enjoyed it. It was pretty pretty cool people. Yeah, over yeah, there. yeah. Uh, ben McDowell normally head judges those events, and he's he's yeah. one of the better judges uh, I think in the world right now, to be honest. So. But yeah, yeah. He, he's always he, every time I've seen him, he's always been pretty laid back oh, yeah. and fair yeah. and yeah, very he, fair. He's, he's a fair judge. He's a funny judge. You know, he's a 
Yeah. He's very, he gets the job done, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. But all right, man. So we can find your works on LegitMTG.com. Um, same place you can find this podcast. And uh, what's your what's your Twitter handler? Uh, yeah. Handler. <laughs> handler. Twitter handle is uh, at JCuvelier. Um, so J-C-U-V-E-L-I-E-R. And, uh, and I'm also a well, Gosu uh, period on MTGO. Like Gosu, yeah, like period? Gosu, and like dot, like a like a period. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. some some somebody got like the the Gosu name before I did, so <laughs> I couldn't think of anything clever, <laughs> so I just added a period after it. <laughs> uh, take what yeah. you can get. Um, well, I just want to thank you for coming on, and really appreciate you taking the time to come on here and chat with me about yeah, magic. Of course. And. And yeah, well, great. Well, yeah, thank you. Anytime, and I'll talk to you later. All right, have a great